0: Hello and welcome to Expired XP, a podcast by Twitchy Max and Viking. In return for listening to this podcast, we promise to introduce you to old games that are new to you, introduce you to some facts and hopefully entertain you along the way. We will also throw in a healthy dose of nostalgia, which has been proven by science to be good for you. Every week, we talk about past games from across the eons, all the way back to the dawn of time, in the 1970s. We'll interview guests from the industry and explore what inspired them to get into games. Useless Viking and I will talk about our own experiences and we'll have fun along the way. At some point, we might get some listeners, and if we do, we'll take on your suggestions to talk about your games. Welcome to the Twitchy Max and Useless Viking podcast.
1: Welcome, everyone, to this episode of Expired XP. My name is Woo-hoo. Peter, or Useless Viking, NZ, if you want to find me online. And I'm here with my friend, colleague, brother in arms, Richie Twitchy Max twitchy max twitchy max hello also known as richie to me and boy have we got a show for you today we do. I'm, i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to oversell things but there is some great stuff on tonight's tonight's today's podcast and i'm super excited i think we're going to kick off with something that interests me it kind of intrigues me because it's not really been part of my world you have been dabbling in the dark arts i have in I experiences have. that that um, some would consider controversial, others would love. Yeah. So
0: when I was a teenager, there, I, I was into some Star Wars graphic novels. And there was one graphic novel where someone decides to join the dark side so they could understand it. Yeah. Now, this it, it feels a bit like this. So it's not really the dark side, but it's something that I do not understand. <laughs> no. I've got no understanding of it, but I I know technically how it works, but I'm not quite sure what the attraction is, and it's streaming, yeah, specifically game streaming. So
1: we're we're both in. I'm yeah. so with you on this. Like I feel like this is the expired XP part where we, it's a lost generation. Yeah,
0: we've expired, yeah, away from this. <laughs> yeah. and I I I want to I, you know I, I'm an open mind kind of person, right? I want to understand what the attraction is of watching streams yeah and what the attraction is of actually being a streamer yeah so i've i've started to do both or at least i'm in the process of becoming a streamer mm. but i've started to watch some streams as well just to find out now and i'm not the only person who, who struggles with this i put twitch on at home and mrs twitchy max is like what are you
1: doing yeah
0: but there must be an attraction to it because it's a billion dollar business. Wait, loads wait, of people wait was do it. she
1: not getting that you were streaming or that you were watching? Streams? No, that I was
0: watching it. Oh, oh yeah. she, did, okay. she didn't really get yeah. it. No. It intrigues me, right? Because it's something that isn't naturally something that you would think, oh, yeah, yeah. I want to watch someone else play a computer game. No. <laughs> but probably people thought that about sport years ago. That's a good and point. people watch a lot of sport. So, you know, I, I've got an open mind for it. I've done a couple of things. I started watching Twitch and you know I'm a really big fan of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this Sorry is, I'm laughing because this is a it's bit of like, contention.
1: Yeah, it's it's not it that's yeah that's part of the laugh. It's just the amount of time we spent, the fact that you do not work or endorse or in any way are affiliated with Nintendo or the studio behind um, Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Is a constant surprise and shock to me. Okay. Considering how much you talk about
0: it. Your utter disregard for Zelda is is also... Is it almost almost insulting? No, it's almost as confusing to me as as streaming because it's great. But I used to be like you. I used to think Zelda was rubbish and now I love it, you see? So it's about enlightenment. So I'm trying to become... (laughs) Enlightened about streaming. So it
1: feels like the episode I watched to Pokemon on South Park. But oh you yeah. go on, mate. Yeah yeah. We should probably do
0: an episode on Pokemon games actually. Oh we God, should do. Mate. I'm not a big fan of Pokemon games. Yeah. The boys like it. My young boys maybe that's why we need I'm to not do really it. into it it's a whole phenomenon we should probably talk about but
1: okay let's so i'm just gonna it's it's not a side note because i think this actually comes to the heart of the breath of the wild and the streaming thing and i think this is super endearing and it's actually something i love about you and it is your connection to your boys because i find that probably part of the reasons why you love breath of the wild so much i'm not saying it's not a great game i I appreciate that people love it but i think it's also because it was such a massive connection with you and your boys yeah and and i love that i think that's Mm. super sweet I don't have kids yet and my pets are very uninterested in any kind of video games I (laughs) play. Yeah, sure. So I get that. Connection. Apart from overcooked, overcooked the kid Yeah, that's, that's true. I was a little bit into that because there's food related stuff yeah. going on, right? Um, but I, so I find that a sweet connection between you and your boys as well that I don't have because I don't have kids yet. But so I think there's more to Breath of the Wild for you than just Breath of the Wild. Yeah, it's the connection it's true. to them, right?
0: It, it's true. Um, it's a shared experience that yeah. that I enjoy. So started watching Twitch, and the first thing that I started looking at was both Fortnite because I enjoy Fortnite. Yep, and also. Breath of the Wild, yeah, and basically just going through different streamers, looking at them and what they do when they stream, how they interact with their audience, and how they actually play the game. And it was much more fun watching Breath of the Wild because I could see people who were playing it for the first time, and I've I've played it through several times, so I know on the main. Quest lines. I know exactly what you need to do. So it's kind of good seeing people solve those problems that already knew how to solve, and solve them maybe in a slightly different way. That was quite Mm. fun. And then in in Fortnite, it's it's fun until people start building. Oh, when yeah. people start crazy building all over the place. That's probably because we it's just also just... Fun. fun. I think or that's we hate because building. we
1: hate that when we, we do hate building in the man. game. We hate building, in We We really do.
0: Like, yeah. It's just... Oh. It's
1: why I've got a jar of fireflies at hand at yeah. any given moment. So yeah. that I can burn their crap That's It's out. why I love the
0: pulse cannon. Yeah. See? Because I just want to destroy what they're building. Just have a fair fight. Yeah. You know?
1: What I find interesting, though, is because your view on streaming... Uh, so our other friend, Mark, so we talked mm. about Marcus a lot. We've got another friend called Mark... Mark likes watching streams of games he hasn't played. Mm. Now, that to me fascinates me for completely different reasons. So he will watch games that he either can't play because he's a PC gamer. So he doesn't have a console. So he'll watch like um, uh, God of War. Mm. and he'll be like "Oh, God of War looks like an absolutely amazing game and I watched the playthrough of it mm. he will watch somebody play through the entire game of God of War Yeah. and it fascinates me he's our age
0: and so he's in his 40s he's in his
1: 40s and yeah. it, it, maybe he's somebody we need to get on to understand mm. what the attraction is to watch yeah. games that you haven't played because you've got a personal experience to both the games you experience, yeah. that you're talking about yeah. he ha- doesn't even know when he starts but watching he must have an interest in
0: God of War and it seems like quite a beautiful game and it's it, it must be like watching a film, yeah, with someone narrating, narrating it, and in experiencing it firsthand and interacting yeah. with you as you're doing it. So when you think about it a little bit more, you've got a shared experience about a good story, yeah, that you're watching online. And I think I think there's a bit of artistry in being, and it's still an evolving thing that's happening yeah, totally. at the moment. But if there's a bit of artistry in the person playing the game, in bringing the game to the audience and interacting with them. And not the whole narcissism of, you know, oh, you did really great there, oh, well, you know. No. But the actual, you know, shared experience. And, you know, there might be a bit of, oh, yeah, you know, you really grinded that out, you did really well. Mm. But, but the whole kind of cult of of streamers being amazing. But if you can bring the game out to people yeah. and really show how great the game is and share the enjoyment with other people, then that's great, right? Yeah. And, and, and I, I really like that. And I, that's... Kind of what I want to do as um, a streamer.
1: Well, you don't Um, have a choice, mate, because you're not that good at games. So it can't be about how well you play the game. I'm I'm rubbish.
0: I'm rubbish at playing games. Yeah. Well, I'm rubbish at first-person shooters. I'm quite good at puzzle
1: games. Yeah. But Um, you're great at enjoying games. Yeah. And yeah. I think you're right because if you think about the ones that are successful like PewDiePie I don't even know if that's your name mate I'm sorry if PewDiePie. you're listening to this PewDiePie he was big like 10 he's years Swedish ago. as well which is
0: uh, what's his name in Swedish what's PewDiePie uh, in Swedish
1: uh, it's not that's the thing I don't it's I, yeah. are you
0: even Swedish
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't I know I don't say understand. something in
0: Swedish that PewDiePie would understand
1: joe hoppas are. Du har kul när du spelar dataspel och jag tycker att det är jättebra att du har så många människor som är intresserade av hur du spelar.
0: Okay, so you look the most viking I've ever seen you. Really? Uh,
1: to be honest,
0: I think you broke your naming then. Yeah, you're not, you didn't come across like a useless Viking then. Oh yeah, okay. you came across like a Viking. Which, oh wow, you know, high five, pretty good.
1: Yeah, that's pretty decent. But yeah. but it, it's interesting because I think, have to change
0: the name of the <laughs> of yeah. the team only
1: if I do it Swedish in Swedish the entire yeah. time, which means no one would understand in the rest of our team. Yeah. Uh, but I think you've really touched on something here because it's not about whether or not you're good at playing the game, mm. and it's not necessarily even if the game was itself is good or bad. It's mm. it's you're the storyteller. Yeah, it's almost like the streamers of the Dungeon Masters or whatever you want to call it, if mm. it was D&D, of the game. Uh, or it's yeah. like the directors, but well, it's not the directors because it's not the people who made the game. But it's like when well, you it is almost put like on a, a DVD. Cut, though, isn't yeah, it? it's like yeah. a DVD where you put on the director's narration yeah. of the game. And to be fair, I've I've always loved those functions. I've, I, I would admit I don't use them enough, but I used mm. to. Because it is fascinating listening to somebody who created a movie Talk about the experience while the movie's running. Mm-hmm. So I kind of get the streaming thing, but I still struggle with it, man. And I, it's like, and there are streams, like we're talking about video games now, I'm going to digress a little bit, but like there are people, like the streamers who stream like building Lego. Yeah. What the hell, man? But there
0: are people will, who will watch that <laughs> yeah, and enjoy it.
1: Yeah. And it's quite
0: calming. I If I showed a stream of someone building Lego to my middle son, Zach, He'd love it, and he'd probably watch it, and he'd probably yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, I think so you're right. The the whole view of entertainment, I'm willing to say, okay, entertainment as I know it, computer games or movies or books. There are other forms that are worth exploring, and streaming is one of them. So I'm looking into streaming
1: <laughs> as an option. I'm laughing because neither Richard or I would even be remotely interested. In that. No,
0: well, you wouldn't actually.
1: <laughs> it's just you not wouldn't. our cup of tea. But it's but you're right. There are lots of forms of entertainment.
0: There are lots of forms of entertainment. I am looking to stream, and I'll give you another update on how far I've got in the future. But I am in the early stages of setting myself up, and we'll see how I go. This is a forty-year-old man pretending to be a streamer. <laughs> it's it's going to be messy. It, it's going to be embarrassing. I'm, I'm a... My kids are going to listen to this, and yeah. they're going to go. Really? But it's fine. Like I think the thing is, it's funny you say that, though but there's actually, everyone I've seen who's um, doing Breath of the Wild streaming, it's either like women in their 20s or men in their 30s or 40s. Oh, that's cool. It's grown adults, there's no kids doing it. Oh, that's cool. And I don't know what the interaction is like because you can't tell from the usernames from what people are saying, but there's there's lots of people out there doing it. And some of them are, you know, they they just love Zelda. There's a lot of love out there for Zelda. I know that you would not like to believe that, but there (laughs) is.
1: I don't hate it I'm just not into it I think that's the difference I think we need to just like define here I did play for a bit I just got bored okay I know that cuts cuts like a knife
0: you know what we're gonna do there's a couple of problems that you're gonna have to deal with right Uh, big asks one I'm gonna make you watch my streams and
1: I knew this was going to happen. And
0: you're going to come back on this podcast and give me a critical review. Oh, yeah. And I know you'll be honest.
1: Can I just not do it live and and, and tell you your shit? No, no,
0: no. It won't be live. It'll be afterwards. Oh, okay. And the other thing is, I'm going to make you play Breath of the Wild up to the point where you've got your first Guardian. Okay. And then we're going to sit down and we're going to have an evaluation of what you think of the game. Okay, cool. Because that's the point where it really gets real and it's really good fun.
1: Okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to find another game like that. Probably a Batman-based one cuz I know how much I hate him. <laughs> I was going to do Monkey Island, but we uh, as as I, as, as, as we it. talked about you you yeah. you started playing in it, so I can't do that. So yeah. That's that's not helpful. Yeah. So I'm going to have to find something where you where you might not have played it or it, or you started and you dropped out. Um but I'll take you up on the challenge of doing that, I will. Uh and 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 we can the do that.
0: Obvious by. choice there is Red Dead Redemption two
1: yeah that's a good point actually is, i right.
0: never got past the train scene on that
1: yeah i mean the control okay we i think you're right it should be red dead redemption so i think you're 100 spot on that so i think that is your challenge mm. i'll have to figure out what the point is that you need to get to but i mean i'll be honest i struggled with controls on that game myself yeah. where i find myself punching the horse all the time, accidentally. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'm so not into animal violence that it actually upset me that my yeah. character would do that even by yeah. accident because I couldn't yeah. apologise to the horse. But yes, I will I will watch your stream. I'll give you comments. Um, so you're saying... So, but when you are streaming, are you going to do it in a way that people could engage with you while you were streaming?
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about go. that next time. Awesome. We'll talk about that next I'm time. King. All right. We've got a lovely pre-recorded treat for you now about a game that... Pete loved when he was a wee lad I did he did he loved it um, so enjoy
1: so this is a bit of an interesting one actually because I like doing a bit of research on it I must say I thought it was earlier um, I will play you the intro music to this game and okay. let's see if you recognise it and then I'm going to tell you the name of it and then I want you to try to guess the year because honestly I thought it was earlier but here we go uh... Determined, it knows what it yeah. wants to do. This game,
0: it does, but I'll be honest with you, it could be any Commodore 64 game,
1: and I, and I, and I think that's fair enough.
0: It sounds quite a slow paced game. I'm not I'm mm. gonna say it's not a space game, no, that is correct. It could be some kind of like commando type walking around shooting people game, yeah, or it could be a strategy game.
1: I think those are both good guesses but it's, they're wrong you, no no one <laughs> of them is it's kind of right it's kind of strategy so the, the game is First Division Football Manager oh yeah okay and it was published by Codemasters so one of your oh, labs yeah. okay but it was developed by a company called uh, Reflexive Designs okay which is like I was like okay, hmm. okay short
0: but Reflexis
1: Reflexive I think well it could be Reflexis but Reflexive okay, I th- yeah. I'm pretty sure Designs what, game, what year would you think First Division Football Manager came out I mean I've said it it was later than I thought but when would well you have-
0: if it's late I go 1990.
1: Yes yeah, so it's 1993. Oh uh, really? Yeah. They were still making Commodore yeah. 64 games yes. that late. Yes. Okay. So uh, apparently it was it came out and if if this is if if the interwebs are to believe, it was 1993. To be honest I would have felt 1983 probably would have been a more Appropriate guess, okay. but I'm going to go with the 1993 because that is what what, what is in all the uh, C64 sides. Okay, so, it's 1993. So I mean, we got to remember the C- Commodore actually only stopped selling in like '95. Mm. I guess this was probably not an untimely game, and it kind yeah. of explains maybe some of the depth of it. But so, First Division Football Manager in 1993. If, if you kind of want to take into context the year, it was the year of Beavis and ButtHead, mm. NYPD Blue, okay. Sonic the Hedgehog, the cartoon. Did you ever watch something the Hedgehog the Cartoon? No, I Probably didn't. not in 1993 either. Indiana Jones the Chronicles, do you remember that? There was a TV series oh, with Indiana was, Jones. Yeah. There was.
0: Yeah. And it was
1: actually, I think it was meant to Star River Phoenix and then he passed away because yeah. he played young Indy in, yeah. in the movie. And yeah. I'm pretty in sure the Crusade, point was, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure he was meant to be in the series or something similar. Mm. I might have made that up. Yeah. But Indiana Jones Chronicles, those with kind of the, and, and Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Was, okay. was in 93. Yeah. Um, and the movies, the biggest movie of that year was Jurassic Park. Of course it like, was. Like, by yeah. a milestone, right? Wow. And I, I do remember watching that in the movie theatre and just being absolutely blown away. Yeah. It was an absolutely insane year in general. That's a really interesting point, right? Because you've got those amazing
0: CGI graphics yeah. just being used and still yeah. Commodore 64 graphics Exists. being yeah. used as a form of entertainment yeah. there is a gulf there it's a yeah, chasm and
1: I, and I don't know absolute chasm i don't know why right it, it fascinates me because maybe it was just a side project and something fun to do but i mean i did love this and again i i am happy to be proven wrong in the year it would be great if it wasn't then but that's what the wikipedia entry is telling me is it was okay. in, it was in 1993 that it came out and
0: did they have the teams from division one
1: Yes, they did. So So we
0: could actually verify that by checking what what teams were in 1993. Although,
1: to be fair, maybe they started in 1992 and therefore it was the 1992 listings, who knows. But they had all the players and stuff. So to be fair, extreme breadth. But the whole game, and I did just replay this, and I played it on tape, which was interesting. And when I say I played it on tape, I mean I put the emulator on tape and I took it off the tape. the emulator. So by by then you would have argued it should have been on disc, but anyway.
0: Now that's an interesting point though, because that late in the Commodore 64 cycle, the disc drive was actually much more expensive than the Commodore 64 itself. Yeah, even than the machine itself. itself. You say oh that should have been on disc but I couldn't afford a disc drive for Commodore 64
1: no you're right and uh, and it's weird right because I think at that stage the Commodore 64 was something like 99 bucks and the mm. disc drive was like 199 yeah. so that, I mean that's crazy right and that's mm. apparently partly why it died in the end they just couldn't they couldn't make the economics of that work so the coder on it was a guy called Duncan Scott Kershaw he's not necessarily known to me I, mm. I don't know what he went on to do and, and the graphics were done by a guy called Jonathan Smith and music uh, by a guy called Gerard Gourley, who seems to have done a few other (laughs) music bits apart from Mm. that as well or at least he had a nickname on the site which i found quite funny i think it was called like gaz or something so this game was pretty much just a strategy football manager game okay and i have really strong memories of playing this with one of my best mates we got Mm. hooked on this big time okay so the way it plays out is you're a football manager you get to choose your your team and when i replayed it now i played as aston villa who okay. knows? I think I play as Villa as it's my a kid. son's team. So okay, well yeah, there you go. That's it's pretty good. good then. I mean, he probably would not like my performance when I was playing, but sure. Mm. And what was really cool about the game is it's it's it is actually quite advanced. And again, I, I think in general now, when I've been replaying a lot of these games, I'm actually surprised about the depth of the games because mm. I just assumed they were way, way more surface than they were. Yeah. And I guess I'm just like now really recognizing the effort that these guys. Went yeah. to do these. Well, games. they
0: had 64 kilobytes to work with. They had 20. Yeah, 64 kilobytes, kilobytes of RAM
1: to work with. Yep.
0: And how they managed to get the level of depth they did was amazing. Yeah, was a- amazing. absolutely. No one optimizes like that nowadays.
1: No, and I mean the amount of code written and lines written to do something like this, especially in those days where it was so, uh, you know, it was so hard work. Like today, you could literally just grab the standings from wherever and just like cut paste yeah. into your game. And it, well, back then it was in assembler. Yeah, yeah, so they, they weren't actually coding in a higher language. No. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of crazy to think about that. The game, in, in, in basically what you're doing in this game is you have a desktop which has got a computer on it, mm-hmm. you've got a phone on it, you've got a notepad, and you've got like your play board which shows your, your tactics, like yeah. how you want to set up your team when you play. Yeah. And each
0: 4-2 obviously <laughs> 442, every exactly. single game ever played yeah. in the
1: 80s and 90s was 442,
0: 442 in the uk right? yeah
1: and that to be fair was how i played it yeah but i wasn't that successful but that could have been my style of, of managing uh, the team but and they all have individual power ratings so each individual player yeah. has their own power rating okay you can yeah. actually choose what skills you want them to train between each game and you can also rest them in between so games
0: you, can do that, you do that on fifa now Yeah. It's exactly the same thing, you know. You play a match and then you work out from your player how you want them to train to improve their stats. Should
1: they do tackling? Should they do shooting? Should they do ball handling? They all have these stats. And there's a trade market. Yeah. So you can actually buy and sell players as well. So, like, super deep, right? Yeah. And, I mean, the irony was, like, I think the money that you have there is very optimistic. Or maybe it was 1990s. Soccer money, but I'm sure like my budget from Aston Villa was like 160 thousand dollars, right? Okay, which uh, pounds, which feels very low. Yeah, it does. As a bank, I think it was 160 thousand. I don't think it was 1.6 million. but it was a very little money. (laughs) Hmm. And so the premise of the game is you do your training, you do your squad changes. It can be a bit stressful because I realized in one of the games that I played that I saw because the. Some of the players, I had three goalkeepers and and I was like, I don't need three goalkeepers. Sold goalkeeper, sold a lot of the defenders, sold a lot of the midfielders, like out of the bat. Mm. Went into the market, trading market, without knowing that this could happen. And they literally said, there are no people here to trade.
0: Right, okay. And then
1: it was literally, all I could do was either restart the game or play with less players on the pitch. Than there were places. (laughs) So I lost 3 nothing. I'm surprised it wasn't more than that, actually. Yeah. So that happened in one of my first (laughs) games I played. So I I learned that I had to be, like, restrictive and not trade until I knew I could buy players and stuff Mm. like that. But the idea is you set up your team for each game, you choose the positions of the team, Mm. and then when you press the start button to play it, it actually shows you highlights of the game, which is really Really? funny. So it plays like a miniature top-down version of the best things that happen during the 90 minutes of play. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it now, is. It does. Do you a remember
0: when you were playing that? Was it recanned? So after you've been playing the game for a while, yes. Was it the same goal again and again? And no.
1: Again? No. It, it seems like it almost has an AI that does so play. So it's a bit more procedural. I think so. I, hmm. And I and I, I get the sense. Okay. I don't get the sense that it's a little automated clip that plays hmm. um, top down. I think that it's actually playing some sort of AI game.
0: Okay. Yeah. Because
1: it does seem like. The, Depending on where I put Mm. the players and stuff, it clearly affected the ability for them to score goals. Okay,
0: um,
1: which attackers would move down to try to pick up the Mm. ball, which ones wouldn't, depending on where I'd put them position-wise. So, makes sense. It seems like it had a lot going on in it. I think it's awesome. Like it it is. I mean. I, f- I felt like I drew a lot. Like 0-0 Zero mm. Zero seemed to be the game and game like 80% of the time when I just okay. played now. And I, f- I remember as a kid that we were obsessed with the whole trading aspect and everything else we could do mm. with the game. So I remember us just sitting there trying to figure out how we could do the best trades for our players because you mm. can buy and sell okay. and you can train them up and sell them when they're really good. You can mm. buy a crappy one. You can really train them up, put him in a lot of games. He scores a lot of goals or he does a lot of passing. His value goes up and then you can send them for a lot of money and buy cheaper players and okay. do the same.
0: So did... People get injured?
1: Yes. And, you, okay. and your players can get injured and they okay. can get benched. Yeah, okay. 100%. So you came up after the game, it tells you you didn't have any injuries this week. And I think okay. especially, I'm not sure what the catalyst for injury was i think you could potentially overtrain them as well okay yeah. so you had to rest them some weeks i don't mm-hmm. think you're meant to train them every single week okay. some of them would deteriorate in quality if you trained them too much and it really
0: was a league part. like the division one league and you had yeah to
1: and, and you also played the fifa so mm-hmm. you basically had the fa cup as well as playing other league based games so you'd play mm-hmm. against division one teams mm-hmm. you'd play against division two teams okay so you yeah. were playing like you would in the UK league, which was fascinating, yeah. and, the, and the teams that
0: you There's a lot of data involved in that
1: a lot of data involved mm. in it, a lot of data involved in it, and so it's it's. And I, I just remember as a kid, me and my mate were kind of into football. I think we played both played poorly mm. uh, ourselves if we were playing on field, not very well. But I remember like watching the games with my dad on the couch, mm. and he would have usually put a, a few dollars on the a game or whatever and we'd mm. sit there and watch it and you'd get the information about the other teams that were playing and how well they'd mm. done and, and hopefully the ticket would come in and, and you'd get a little bit of money. But I do remember watching football and being and quite being quite a fan of watching football. Yeah. So this was, to me, I think, a very personal game in that sense mm. that I really loved it. And I just remember him and I, we would print out data sheets mm. on our Doc Matrix printers.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so we had the Doc Matrix printers where we'd print out the sheets of... Teams and the teams and the league and how mm. all the teams were doing and our player stats so we, we could figure out what we needed to what do. What you need to do. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So it was like, we were intensely into it. It was a lot of manual labor, mm. I feel.
0: Did you win the game?
1: And I think I, I think the best I ever scored was like top three. Right. Okay. Yeah, in the league, Sounds which inspired. I think I was very, very proud yeah. of. Okay. Just from the playing I've done now, I can see why I was proud of that because it's not easy. And, and I, I must admit, most of the time we were talking about um, you know, we talked before about the kind of dying in, in C64 games. Mm. I did get fired as a manager, I think, three times I like, played wow. in a row because I just lost so much cash. Because yeah. uh, you do. Have, oh, yeah. You have sponsors as well. So okay. you, they bring on weekly cash as sponsors mm. into it, which oh, is great. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so you get sponsor cash and then you get attendance cash. And mm. so every game you've played, you get certain cash injected into the club based on how you perform attendance, sponsorships, yeah. all of that kind of good stuff. So there's a lot of incentive to play well, not only mm. because you want to have a team that's going to go up the league, but actually because it gives you more money to more sponsors, do yeah. more trade.
0: Okay. So, so so there's an elephant in the room here, which is saving the game. Because I imagine that there's yes. a lot of involvement in the game, and it, it yeah. could last a long time yep. and working out what you're going to do. How did you save progress?
1: From memory, I think... We kind of did ended up doing what you did, which was like we would just leave. play, leave okay. it on, and yeah. play okay. it for as long as we could until mm-hmm. we either got told off because, to your point, the C sixty four adapter got like scorchingly hot fire risk yeah fire risk. (laughs) so i think my parents were either like you got to turn it off because you've got to turn it off i think the longest we would have probably had it on was like a week or so where we got away with it i can't remember the i mean on the emulator it's easier i can load states and i can save states so it's a bit of i feel like that's almost like cheating Mm. but i just i think that was why we printed stuff and things we were just like trying to keep things so that even if we hadn't played for a few days, when we got back, we would remember what the hell we'd done. So we could mm-hmm. kind of continue. But I also find it really odd that we played it together because it's not really a two-play game yeah. at all. I'm pretty sure the way we played it was every other game one of us would play okay. and make the team decisions. Yeah. So it was a single-player game, but we really loved it. So yeah, so, so 1993, First Division Football Manager. I love it. Like yeah. for anybody who loves kind of a slow burn strategy game, I definitely would pick it up. It's a game I do like. Uh, the AI did, it does get, it did get stuck at times hmm. where the ball would go to play and the player wouldn't move. Okay. And then you have to sit there and wait until the, to- the clock runs out. And it basically does a five minute period in the game is probably about 30 seconds of game play. 10 seconds or 15 seconds of gameplay actually Mm. in the game so they shoot the ball around and then it's like oh that's five minutes that's five minutes and then Mm. halftime obviously you can take put other players on and do all that kind of stuff as well so it was it was a very advanced game but i I do really love this idea of it being a mixture hybrid of a manager game Mm. but then letting you see how the game played out graphically i'm sure i also had a version of this game where that didn't even happen and you just saw the score which even less motivation to play it. But for some reason, I was obsessed with that one as well. I think it was a different game.
0: Would you play it now? Because there are some games that you remember and you spent a lot of time on. Yeah. But don't actually translate into 50-year-old Peter I'm looking at now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, man. I do feel 50 most days, actually. I would say, because it's so unique in the way that it's formulated, that... And, and i'm not very into the sports mm. game of today i'm not yeah. into the fifas and stuff i think they've kind of over-engineered football them manager, yeah. yeah they've just i haven't actually and i don't know if there are any football manager know. games are they yeah okay cool well that's good for them would i play football game manager would i play this one yes i, I actually mm. did enjoy it when i was playing yeah. it would i play one of the other ones that are today um uh, maybe maybe i should give it a maybe it's a, maybe. a revival thing and i would actually give it a go just to see what the difference are today from then yeah and how much better or worse they are.
0: Of course, you'd want. it's quite niche. You'd have to have a passion for football. Yes. Yeah.
1: And I'm not as passionate about it these days yeah. as I was when I was a kid. Yeah. And also because I never really cared that much about the Swedish team. So it was like I cared yeah. about the English teams a bit. Yeah. And I know you're a Liverpool fan. So I feel like I can say this with safety that I, I was an Arsenal fan as a, as a okay. kid. Okay, so. yeah. Well, that's okay. My wife's an the, Arsenal fan. I was with the Gunners. Yeah. And I think it was mainly because they had really cool looking shirts in the early 1990s. Yeah. That's always a good reason. I mean, I was, I was half Swedish, right? So it's kind of like, oh, I am half Swedish. So yeah, my British side was like, yes, I need to have an English team. Dad's yeah. always been a Man United fan, even though he came from Torquay. Typical I, Man United fan then. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love it. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like taking the piss out of him for being somebody who supports one of the top tier teams. Of course, he supports like Man yeah. United, not Man City. You know, he could have picked Man City. If he wanted Manchester, I'm like, well, yeah. if you're into Manchester, why didn't you pick Man City? Or oh, Torquay City. Yeah, well, he's or Torquay in. Torquay United. He I does think it is. love yeah. Torquay United. Yeah, he does okay. love like Torquay United as well. Did, you, did your dad ever play the game with you? I don't think he did. Like, that mm. was really interesting. He was really keen on buying me the computer games. I don't think he had any interest in playing any of oh, them. Okay. Not even He was a tech guy. Ones. He was a tech yeah. guy. Sounds I'm like a bit of a missed that.
0: opportunity, actually. I think
1: definitely. Yeah. And he and he would have probably really enjoyed that kind of thing. I, don't, I think he just saw it as a kid's thing.
0: Yeah. Well back then it was but that's it's a real shame because it was fun.
1: It was and I think and I actually think that would have been a great opportunity for us to bond over mm. something that we loved in a format that appealed more to me I didn't mind the whole sitting on the couch having peanuts and watching a football game mm. but I think if he and I would have sat down and, and, and to be fair I, I don't know maybe we did once in a while mm. but I think I've exclusively played the video games with my yeah. mates so but anyway First Vision Football Manager in 1993 The Year of Jurassic Park Beavers and Buttered yeah. it also gave us Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 Oh, yeah I okay alright
0: well so. the less said about that the better yeah okay cool alright well yeah check it out if you like football Thanks for listening, everyone. Next week, we're going to be talking about movie adaptions, great games coming from sometimes mediocre movies. And we're also going to be talking about a C64 game, which is very close to my heart, that involves a little ball whizzing around with a cat. See you next time. Thanks. Bye.